0: We are learning Davsa Mechtes, we're starting from five lines down, where the Gemara says Bayi Rava, Rava, Shaila Baakim, o'ein so Sheila means the ability to be matar neder. you ask, literally, you ask the chacham, you ask the basin, can you get rid of this nether for me? And we're familiar that Sheila works through a Pesach in charatam, meaning the basin or the chacham is asking the person, you know, perhaps you did it out of anger, perhaps if you would have thought it through better, you wouldn't have done it, and if they find that opening or that regret in the person's mind then they retroactively are able to remove the nether so that's sheila and that's generally not been the topic of our parak. right our, our, our topic of our parak has been the hafara the annulment of a nether which comes from a father to his unmarried young daughter or a husband to his wife but what the gemara wants to focus on now wants to focus on now is can one be mater nether on their hakama so remember either the father or the husband hears about the nether he has 24 hours to decide what he wants to do. He can either annul the neder within the 24 hours, in which case it goes away; it's just gone. Or the father, if he is silent, or perhaps if he if he confirms the neder, so then that becomes a hakama. And once it's confirmed, so then he's approved it, so to speak. Then his approval does not allow him in the future to be uh, to annul the neder. That's the idea, hakama positively establishes the nether. So Rabbi wants to know, could one be mater nether on a hakama? So what's the case? Let's say you have a father. father hears about the nether, and right away he was making it. He said, good, good nether, I approve. A minute later, he says, wait a second, that probably wasn't such a good idea. Actually, it'd be better if this nether wasn't around. The artist was making it. So he goes to the rabbi, and he says, Rabbi, they said I was making the nether. I only did it because it was instinctive. I didn't think it through. Could I remove my hakama? And now I'll be able to do afar. So that's the Gemara's question. Do we say that there's a she'ela, that you could be mater, you could remove akama, which therefore allows the party of the father or the, or the husband to now be mefer the nether, or perhaps ain't she'ela vakim? We don't say that you could be mater akama, and therefore you're stuck with the fact that the nether is confirmed, and a confirmed nether, you cannot be mefer. Now, what's interesting, and this the Gemara is not talking about directly, could the girl who made a nether that was confirmed, could she go to the rav or the chacham or the basin and ask for it to be hodar with a patsach or harata? <coughs> in other words, a person in a regular nether scenario, you could be mat or nedr, you go to the chacham or the basin. Do I lose that ability after hakama? <coughs> hakama directly impacts the husband or the father and says that they cannot be mafer in the future. So that's not this right this is something else maybe the wife or the, or the daughter could still go to the basin and, and get it but that's not the discussion in the gemara. actually that's a big them? and it ends up being a machoikas between the machaber and the ramah if the girl could be mater the neder that was already hookah our discussion is could the father or the husband be mater their hakama they want to remove their hakama so that then in the future <clears throat> on that day they would be able to go ahead and make a far. That's the question. That's the question that Gmar wants to know. And why would you say they could, right? You could be mater neder. What does that mean to be mater hakama? But the idea is maybe hakama in a certain way is like a neder. Why? Because you're affirming a neder. You're, 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 positively connecting to the power of the nether. The neder took the vow. The woman was saying, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. Now the husband or father is approving that status. That's what that's what they're doing. They're, the hakama is I'm, I my das is also with the das of the neder. So maybe just in the same way that a neder you could be you could you could be mater. Maybe you could be mater the power of hakama as well. That's the question of the gemara. imtim And if you say that there is sheela for hakama, and that means that wow, that the husband or, or, or father could go to the basin or hakham and get it removed, that they could therefore be made for in the future. What about e of a or in of a What about if someone was already made for it? So, mamash, is the opposite. The husband or father hears about the nether and they annul the nether right away. They remove it. And then they say, whoops, that was a mistake. I probably shouldn't have removed the nether. It was probably a good thing. So, they want to go to the bastin and the opposite. They want to get their annulment removed. Can you remove an annulment or not? Now, this is very hard to understand because an annulment of a nether is not a nether, right? So, it's already gone. You've already been majid the nether. You've already removed it. <coughs> what does that mean that you go to the Chacham and you're it? What does that mean? There's no power for Basin to remove a hafara. Where would that come from? So the Rana claims in a Hanami, in Svara it's very hard to understand why there should be a She'ela for hafara. It's difficult to understand because She'ela is something that's related to Nadarim. And this isn't an, a nether. But perhaps, since they're heckish, and it it's in the pasuk. the pasuk always compares them. The Torah always says, you're either mefer or you're makim. They go together. They're, 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 they're a package deal. You have the options of both. So once we come out, that there would be she'ela for ha'kama, if we indeed take on like that, that you could be mater neder anah ha'kama and remove it in order to be mechim, then maybe also you could be mater ahafara in order to then be makim. This is the question of the Gemara. So we had two questions. Could you... Could you could you go to a basin and remove a comma? If you could remove a comma, what would we say about removing a hafarah? So ta'ashamat am Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan ruled on both of these points, nishal and al-hakim, you could in fact be mater a haqamah. A is something you can go to the basin to remove. But hafara is something that you cannot go to the base in to remove. So we split exactly the two. Hakama, which is lashing onto the nether, it's like the nether, it's positively affirming the nether, there you are able to remove it. Hafara, which removes the nether, it's the anti-nether, there is no halacha that you're able to go to the base in and remove it. Okay, now the Gemara moves on to a new question. Vayi Rava. Kayim a person said it double times. He said to two different times that the nether should be approved. <clears throat> now, why a person would do this? I don't know. There's a lot of questions about that in today's doc. Why a person would do this scenario is that the come up in the Gemara. But what happened is, is that the person was Mekayim the nether not once, but twice. So there are two separate statements that they make of Kayim Lachi. This nether is approved to you. So they're making two separate statements, two separate Hakamas. Now, what happens? al they go to the basin and they're being matur there for the first hakama. The question now is will the second hakama automatically take effect or do we say that since in the moment the second hakama was not needed because it was already the first hakama so therefore it was a meaningless statement and therefore even now that retroactively the first hakama is going away since the person's going to the basin and they're removing it but the second statement of Akama is no longer effective because in, this, in the moment it was said, it was meaningless. So basically, a guy said right away, I approve this nether. Then a minute later, he says, I approve this nether. What's going on now is that he's going to the basin and removing the first one. So now the shaila is, did the second one now have an effect? Is the nether still up? Now, just to understand the kamar a little bit better, you might be bothered. What does that mean? You're only being mater nether on the first Akama, not the second Akama. They're saying the same thing. Like when you go to the basin, and you explain to them why you don't want the akama anymore, isn't that also being not there on the second akama? I mean, you said the same thing. So, like, why? what does it mean they're only being not there the first akama, not the second akama? <coughs> so the Pashup would be, is that the first akama, perhaps, you said instinctively, without really thinking it through. Or maybe you said it in, in anger or something like that, Whatever. So therefore, you could go to base Bayston and you could say, you know, that first statement of that comma, I didn't really, wasn't really saying, thinking it through, and therefore it should go away. But the second statement, maybe you said a minute later, and there you weren't as angry. It wasn't as instinctive. So, that's now the relevance of the question. If the second comma is a meaningless statement because it was already a first comma when it was said, so even if the second, the, so even if the first comma is removed retroactively, but the second comma won't take effect, therefore then Hadar is not confirmed. However, if we say, that in the moment it may not have been needed, but it was still a hakama. So now that the first hakama goes away, the second hakama will take effect, and the nether will still be confirmed. So how do we run this? So we quote Rava. Rav is actually talking not about our case. Rav is talking about a shvuah. A person made a shvuah. He took an oath. He said, I'm not going to eat a certain loaf of bread. And then he repeated the shvuah. He said again, I promise I'm not going to eat a certain loaf of bread. So... Again, in sh the second shua doesn't take effect on something that already has the effect of a shua. you can't do what you already did, right? you already have a shua on it. <coughs> so there's no effect of a second shua on it. However, Rava adds that if he was mater Neder for the first one. He goes to basin and he removes the first shvua. That doesn't mean the loaf of bread becomes permitted. We say that then the second the second shvua is chal. Since retroactively, the first oath is removed, so we say that the second oath is now the one that's in effect. So what do I see? I see that even though in the moment that the second shvua was said, it was superfluous, but we still say that once the first one goes away, then the second one is in effect. So to here we'll say with hakama. He said two hakamas. Kaim l-chi, kaim l-chi. Even though in the moment that it was set, the second hakama was superfluous because he already was making it once, once he goes retroactively and removes the first hakama, there will be an effect of the second hakama, and therefore the there will so so sof- the there will be confirmed. Okay, now we move on to a third question. Now this is a wild, it's just a wild thing for a person to say, but let's just a little bit of an introduction, I guess, to the Gemara, is that it's obviously a contradiction to be made for something and make him something at the same time. You either, you either have the power to annul it or to confirm it, right? You, 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 they're, they're working in opposite directions. A confirmed nether cannot become removed, and a removed nether cannot become confirmed. <clears throat> so what the difficulty that we're going to look at today is what if a person is actually somehow doing both? right? So you're not going to know what in the world to do. Now, we're going to look eventually at the end of today's da'af, a much simpler question than the one we're going to about to learn, which is what if a person said, okay, I want ha'kama and afara. <laughs> you know, he just says, I want both simultaneously. All right, so that's going to be really confusing. We're going to end up seeing nothing happens. They kind of just, you know, conflict with each other. You can't have ha'kama and afara, obviously, and therefore nothing happens. But we're going to open now with a question which is a bit more complex. So let's look at the statement. you Rabbim, The first words that came out of the person's mouth, and I think that's important. The first words that came out are, I want this nether to be hookah. This should be confirmed nether. And what we're going to be looking at is that perhaps the first words that a person says are their primary point. If a person says many points, which end up in an implicit way contradicting each other, and I'm trying to piece together what his real das is, his real intent Perhaps in language, the first thing that a person says is their primary point. And that's an, that's going to be the, the focus of the discussion. So a person first says, l'chi, I want the nether to become hokam." But then what do they add? L'chi, they add as well that I want it to become hufar. So they say both. L'chi, and l'chi. I want it confirmed and I want it annulled. And they add the following stipulation Folotehul hakama elam gin hafar. However, I only want the hakama to be in effect <coughs> if the hafara as well takes effect. So he's making a stipulation. Not just is he telling us that he wants the hakama and that he wants the hafara. He's telling us a point of stipulation that the hakama cannot be in effect unless the hafara takes effect. So he's only stipulating that way, and it's very important to understand this in the, in the case in the Gemara. He does not stipulate in the inverse effect. He does not say that I only want the hafara if the hakama takes effect. So he said, I want a hakama and I want a hafara. I only want the hakama if the hafara will also take effect. This is the uh, this is the statement that the person makes, and where at this point, and I think this is this is crucial. We know that there's no way that the Hakama is going to take effect. Why? Because since he has stipulated, even though the first words that came out of his mouth are, I want the Hakama. But since he makes the stipulation that the Hakama cannot take effect unless the Hafarah does. And there's no way that they can both take effect. Because if it's annulled, then it cannot be confirmed. It cannot have both effects. So it's certain that the effect of Hakama is not going to be here. Why? Because if their stipulation is, Hakama cannot be here unless Hafarah t- 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 takes effect, well then, if afar takes effect, there cannot be hakama. So there's no possible way that we can say that the hakama will actually take effect. And that's what the Ruan clarifies. Again, the person the person says three points: I want this huqam, I want this afar, but I don't want my hakama to take effect unless my afar took effect. That stipulation means that there's no way that the hakama can actually go in effect because the hakama can only be in effect if the afar is in effect. If the afar is in effect, then that is gone. So there's no way. That's for sure. That's for sure. It goes without saying. Rabbah not wondering that. That's clear. That the hakama is not going to be chal. Fine. What is the shayla? Could the hafara be chal? Because he only stipulated that the that that the hakama was contingent upon the hafara, but he didn't stipulate that the hafara was contingent upon the hakama. So maybe since the hakama cannot take effect, so maybe the hafara could. That, and that would almost seem to like jump out at you as the Pashtas. He said, Kaim l-chi, He wants one and two. But he stipulated that one cannot take effect unless two does. But he didn't stipulate that two cannot take effect unless one does. So let the hafara take effect. And now the hakama cannot, because once it's so far it cannot become hakama, and everything's good. If he would have said the hafara can only take effect if the hakama could, then you're right, the hafara cannot take effect. But he never said that. He said, Kaim L'chi, he said, l'chi, and the Hakama can only take effect if the Hakama could. But he never said the Hakama can only take effect if the Hakama could. So maybe the hafara can therefore take effect. That would almost be, I guess, the Pashtas. However, now let's think through one more variable. And this is where the Gemara is going to start. This is the Sugya. What were the first words that came out of his mouth? Kaim l'chi. So you know what? Maybe the reason why he didn't stipulate to the inverse and he only wants the hafara to take effect if the hakama did. Is that it went without saying? It says if he stipulated to that effect. You know why it says if he stipulated to that effect? Because he said first the thing he cares about more is hakama. So since he said the thing I care about first more is hakama, when he said hakama and hafara, actually his stronger will is for hakama to take effect. Even though he stipulated hakama can't even be, can't take effect unless hafara does, it was like, and obviously. My, I only want my hafara if my hafara does, because I said akama first. So if, that, if that's true, that saying akama first means your truest desire, your, your real intent is for akama to be there. You want akama more than hafara, then there's no way that hafara will be cha. The same way the hafara cannot be cha unless the hafara is, we'll say the same thing, the hafara cannot be cha unless the akama is cha. But if we don't die that whatever you said first has greater, stronger intent, it's not necessarily true that whatever you say first is your, is your truest intent, then we'll say no. He said, circumstantially, he mentioned that comma first. You can't say two things at the same time. So he said that comma first, but he doesn't care about that comma more than that He just He says both and he stipulated only one way that the hakama is contingent on the hafara. He didn't say that far is contingent on the comma. So that far could take, could take place. So ultimately, what is our question? Our question is really one very simple point. Do we say if a person says two things should happen, and they say a certain order. First, they mention one thing, and then they mention the other. Do we say that there is primacy on the first thing that they said? If we say that there is primacy on the first thing that they said, then even though the person wasn't stipulating that the afar is only chal of the akama is chal, it's as if they stipulated that to that effect because they said akama first. But if we don't say that there's primacy to what a person says first, then he just said akama Wait, We don't see which one he wants more, and he only stipulated akama should be chal He didn't stipulate is only Therefore, could be khal. So it says the Gemara Tashma. So this comes from the Mishnah into which also discusses what happens if a person says two conflicting things, and we want to know if he said one and two, which one has primacy. There's a dispute. Rabbiosi did not. I Shalom. So let's just remember what Tamura is. Tamura is a case where I have a carbon and a person, it's actually a sin, but a person attempts to switch the Kedusha that's on a carbon onto another animal. The Torah says it's forbidden to do that, and if you do do that, the Kedusha transfers and the old carbon remains a carbon as well. So it's like, you know, don't do it. But the Kedusha does add, does spread So a person has two Karbanos behind them A a Ola and a shlaman, Two different types of Karbanos An Ola and shlaman, And then they have a random mundane animal That's in front of them And they say They say two conflicting statements This new animal should be the Temura of the Ola And then they also say It should be the Temura of the shlaman. Now Something is, it's either of an Ola, it's either a Timur of an Ola, it's a of a Shlomim, shlom. it can't be both. And what does it mean it can't be both? It can't be both because you offer a Ola in a different way than you offer a Shlomim. They have different, different Avodah on, on the Mizbech. One is fully burned, one is not. They have different applications of the blood, so on and so forth. It's a different thing. So if a person says it's a Mur of Ola and it's a Timur of Shlomim, so which one is it? So, I raise with Timur Ola. according to Rameir, we assume the primacy is the first one. <clears throat> if a person is saying two statements, and we don't see them as both effective in the same way, we say that the first statement is the primary intent. So, therefore, it becomes the Tamura of the Ola because that's the one he said first. That's Rameir's view. Rabbi Yossi Omer, no, Who says that's what it really meant? We ask him what he meant, and he'll basically tell you, Oh, No, I only said Ola first because I can't say both together. Really, my intent is that there should be a joint partnership between Ola and Shlaman. I just I don't assume anything because I said Ola first. I said Ola first because I can't say two things at the same time. I just basically easily could have said Shlaman first. So, Dvar of Kayaman. Therefore, according to Rabbi Yossi, actually, we look to a way. That both statements are true. How could both statements be true? If it's an ola, it's ola. If it's a shlamim, it's a shlamim. So we make it work out. The Gemara explains what it means is, is that we say he's not saying it should be kaddush as a carbon for an ola or as a carbon for shlamim, but rather that it's monetary sanctity, it's monetary value. The animal should be sold and the proceeds of the animal should be split. Half going to buy carbon and half going to buy carbon sh'lamim. So what's essentially going on here is that there's a dispute in language. Meir says when a person makes two statements and they can't really both be true, so then we assume number one was the primary one, number two was like an afterthought. Therefore, if you said tamur sh'ola, tamur becomes a tamur sh'ola. Tamur shlomim is just neglected. Rabbi Yossi's view is that when a person says two statements, they're both equal. So we have to look for a way to somehow creatively combine both statements. Therefore, we say he doesn't really mean to make a carbon, but rather he's dedicating the monetary sanctity in this animal to be sold, and the proceeds will go to buy carbon shlomims and carbon olas. So now, before we think, let's think right here. According to Rabbi before we think about Rabbi according to Rabbi what do we see? What's the associative language? The aside of language is, is that just because you said one thing first, do don't that doesn't mean a thing. You just can't say two things at the same time. Maybe, maybe you would have said the exact opposite as well. So in Rabbi Yossi, our case, again, let's go over our case one more time. A person said, Kaim first. Then he said mufalachi, and then he stipulated that my hakama should only be chal if my afara is chal. So he only stipulated hakama with talia and nafara. He didn't say that is talia and hakama. So very good. Maybe afara could be chal if someone is going to say no. He really says if he stipulated that afara can't be chal if the ha-kama, unless the hakama is chal because he said hakama first. So it shows he wants his ikr thing as the hakama. So therefore the afara also cannot take effect because it says if he stipulated that way as well and said I only want far if the hakama is chal because he said comma first. Rabbi opinion says no, 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 no. Just because he said Akama first, that doesn't mean anything. You just can't say both Akama and Afara together. Maybe he would have just as easily have said it the opposite. I far, I come Akama. Don't make anything out of the order. So don't make anything out of the order. And he only stipulated Akama with telling him He didn't say Afara is telling him So the far will take effect. So according to Rabbi Yossi, open shot. What are you going to say? But according to our mayor, it's just the opposite, right? Rabbi mayor says the first, thing, the first thing that a person says is the primary. So we should say the icker that the person was saying is the... <coughs> <laughs> is that Kama. And therefore it's as if he stipulated. But says the Gemara, no. I feel Even Rameir, it's only because there was just two statements. So if he just says one, two, we assume his ikr is one. He didn't say anything more. He didn't say this one shouldn't take effect unless this one did. In our case, it's not just that he said he added and said he said, I only want the hakama if the hafara is ha. So if anything, he's showing us that the ha-fara is more of the ikr. He said hakama and hafara. You're right. If he would just say hakama far, it sounds like the hakama is more important to him. But then he said, I only want the hakama if the hafara is there. And he didn't say, I only want the hakama if the hafara is there. So just the opposite. We see that even though he began with haqamah, he's ending up caring more about the hafarah. Because he said, But I only want the haqamah, I only care about A, if B, it takes effect. So he's actually showing us that B is his ikr, not the A. So even Rameir here would agree, I feel moda, chala, that the hafarah takes effect. So we're coming out that everybody would agree. In our case, it's unanimously accepted everybody would agree that the hafara takes effect. When does Rameer say that we give primacy to the first thing that a person says when there's just two statements? Let's say somebody would just say, Timur Ola." And then Temur Shlamim, so we'll say, which one do they want more? Oh, they want the Olah more. That's the Yisoyed of But here, he said, but then he stipulated, I only want the Akama if the hafara is there. And he didn't stipulate the other way. That shows us that actually his true intent is the hafarah. So that's the conclusion of the Gemara. Now, again, why did the guy do this? Very unclear. You know, it's a strange case to make sense of a person in his language. Well, am I, so those are the words that came out of his mouth. So the Gemara deals with that theoretical. I think what, what's going on here is that clearly there's an, a certain um, ambiguity in the person's own mind. He, he's not sure himself what he really wants. That, that That's clearly what's taking place. He hears the nether, he's wishy-washy about it. On the one hand, he says, okay, I approve. On the other hand, he says, there's a part of me I thinks that this nether shouldn't be here. So there's a part of me that thinks it's part of me that thinks it should be annulled. No. all. So what is it? So we're trying to figure out what does he really want? What's his truest intent? What's his deeper intent? So we're saying that if he said, but he stipulated, I only want the ha'kama, the ha'kama is there, and he didn't stipulate the ha'kama is only there, if the ha'kama is there, so then his deeper intent is the hafara. Now the Gemara moves on, and we'll just close with this question. And this, this next question, in a way, is a simpler question. What about if somebody says, I want simultaneously, I want both the hakama and the hafar. So this is very different than the previous case. In the previous case, he's saying, I want this and and I want that. Right? So in other words, it sounds like he's saying, I want hakama and I want hafara. But then he stipulated in our last case, I only want the hakama after, after the hafara takes effect. Right? So there, in the previous case, it was more of a question of order. Like, which one is my primary intent? Like, which one is my ichor? So okay, we were trying to figure it out. He only said Hakama was tali and Hafar. He didn't say Hafar was tali and Hakama. So therefore, the Hafar takes effect, and once the Hafar is there, then the Hakama has nothing to take effect on. Obviously, once it's a no, it cannot become confirmed. Here, he's saying to us simultaneously: I want the two things to happen simultaneously. He says, I want together, I want a Hakama and a Hafar action. Now, obviously, they're, they're they're pulling in different directions. Haqama means the nether is confirmed. Hafar means the nether is a no. So. What what, what what meaning do we have if he's saying, I want both? So to be sure to him, explain that what the Gemara wants to know is that perhaps it should be a suffix, which effect is stronger? Is the effect of hafara push away the hakama, or does the effect of hakama push away the hafara? And therefore we should say it's a suffix, it would be a doubt which one is chal. That's the way the Ran learns the Gemara. There's a big tira from Rabchaim. Now, the Raman perhaps learns the Gemara different, but Akhoparam would say over the simple trial in the Gemara, the way the Ron learns. <laughs> that if a person says simultaneously, I want to come on afarah, so obviously both can't take effect. But we should wonder which effect is, is, is stronger when it's conflicted with the other. And therefore, it should be a suffolk Either the nether is gone, or perhaps the Neder is confirmed. It should be a suffolk and perhaps the Isha has to be machmer for both things. Says the Gemara, Tashma, Da'amar Rabbah. We learn an amazing rule. Listen to this axiom. It's like a deep idea. Anything which cannot happen one after the other, if it tries to happen simultaneously, it simply implodes. The case that Rabbah is talking about in Mesechus Kedushin is where a person attempts to marry two sisters together. In the same Mesechus Kedushin, you know, he gives two rings to shliach and he says, Go give it to, you know, the two sisters and me Makadish them. So in one Maisa Kaddushin, he attempts to be Makadish both sisters. So obviously you can't become married to both sisters. But is it a Suffolk which sister you're married to? Says Robin, no. Since after you're Makadish one, you cannot be Makadish other. It won't take effect. So if you attempt to simultaneously be Makadish both sisters, what happens? They conflict with each other and the whole thing implodes and there's nothing. It's certain that there's no kedushin at all. So too here, if you have afara. Can you be making it afterwards? No. If it's gone, you can't confirm it. If you confirm it, can you annul it? No. And once it's confirmed, you cannot annul it. Therefore, Zot Rabbah, we say that when you try to be making and make together in the same moment, you know what happens? They implode. They conflict with each other. And therefore, you're left with absolutely nothing. So the Shaila, the Gemara, Rabbi, Rabbah, if I said, in the same simultaneous moment, I want both effects, it would be a suffix, which one takes effect. Says the Gemara, no, because of Rabba's rule, if you try simultaneously to make a Kaman Afar, what happens? For sure, nothing at all happens, and the nether is just left as was. And now you can decide do you want to be making or in the future? But absolutely, for sure, nothing happens from your state.